You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and myself, James Carberry, focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. I got a special announcement for you. I have been part of the Peak community for almost a year now. And here is the thing. Less than 1% of the marketers become CMOs. And you know what's even harder? Staying a CMO without a high caliber peer network that can help you beat the odds. In Peak community, they build a community around you by creating exclusive events and experiences to help you become one person better each week. So you can get promoted, have an impact, and do the best work of your life. This episode that you're listening to is an example of the conversations that happen literally every single day in the Peak community. So check out, the link is below. If you want to be part of it, it's only for marketers. So make sure you're not a lurker, but someone who want to have an impact and do the best work of your life. Let's go. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Channel Marketing Track. I'm Terry Moffick, editor of Channel Market Report, and I'm very excited to have curated two days of content for channel executives. There are so many exciting trends evolving in this space, and I think we have a great mix of practitioners and experts who will guide you through some of the trends and best practices you need to know. Maria Chen of Forrester will kick things off with a great overarching presentation on how sales and marketing alignment fuel the revenue engine. Then, Frank Rausch of Checkpoint Software Technologies will highlight mobile apps as a powerful vehicle for driving partner engagement and success. We'll then have a great panel of partner executives who will discuss a critical issue in the channel, trust. We all know partners are managing so many different relationships especially with other partners, our experts will share how they put trust at the forefront of their channel relationships and how that's applied in all their avenues for collaborating with partners and vendors too. Finally, we're closing out with a session on personalization, which so many experts rightfully point to as critical moving forward. Cindy Johnson of Tanium will walk through how her company has personalized the partner portal experience to ensure to and through partner success. In the middle of the day, 3 p.m. specifically, we have time for one-to-one meetings lined up. So please take time to look at our different networking options, options, including our B2BM experts and mentors, or check out all the great tech companies and solution providers we have as sponsors for this year's event. And finally, at 4.30 p.m., we'll come back together again for a closing keynote. Thanks again for joining us for this reimagined experience of the B2B sales and marketing exchange at Demand Gen Report and Channel Market Report. Our goal is to bring our community together, and we frankly couldn't do that without you. Now, let's get the track started. Welcome, everyone. I'm very excited today to be kicking off the Channel Marketing Track as part of the B2B Sales and Marketing Exchange. Today's discussion is going to get to the heart of what we're here to talk about, sales and marketing, and how together 
they fuel the revenue engine. I'm Maria Chen, Vice President and Executive Advisor for Channel Marketing Strategies at Forrester. I am passionate about channel marketing and driving sales and know that true success only happens when there's alignment. I chose this picture because it depicts two journeys, at first siloed, going in the same direction, like two distinct ideas coming together as one, united in their destination, like our theme today. The history of business is littered with successful companies that ultimately failed because they could not or would not adapt and align to meet the changing needs of their buyers and the value of their customers. It's the merging of these two ideas that fuels success. The opportunity sales and marketing alignment presents has always existed, but the need to capitalize on it has grown in recent years. Changing buyer behavior has driven a shift in the effectiveness of sales and marketing at different stages of the funnel and throughout the customer life cycle. A shared perspective is key, but sharing that perspective with partners in the channel is also key. It may sound simple, but a great many things can get in the way of these two functions, sales and marketing, and these two organizations, suppliers and partners, working well together to delight our two audiences, buyers and customers, especially when they each have their own pressures, targets, and challenges. So organizations that will successfully navigate today's changing B2B buying behaviors will adapt on the basis of a strategic understanding of the evolving relationship between their specific offerings and buyer motions and the role and impact of customer obsession. Wow, so how true is this today? This is an inflection point. This is a mind shift we need to make to adapt and thrive in this changing environment. We need to listen more, we need to talk a little less, and create the experiences to help our buyers buy. Modern B2B buyers expect to be treated as equal partners and expect to have an entirely different kind of relationship with us. But wait, don't forget about our customers. Our research also consistently shows that customer-obsessed organizations perform better. While B2C companies have been quicker to embrace customer obsession than some B2B counterparts, this remains universally true across segments. B2B companies who've embedded customer obsession into the ways they operate have grown considerably faster than other organizations. 54% of them grew at an annual rate of 10% or more. While companies less focused on their customers were not nearly as successful. And in our current economic climate, with all the uncertainty it brings, customer-obsessed organizations are the ones best positioned to weather the storm and come out stronger. The future of buying is truly aligned, and B2B channel marketing should anticipate and plan for buyers' evolving expectations. The key to success will be applying these to the unique needs of the channel. First, we must realize in the future of B2B buying, there is a new set of buyer expectations. While B2B buying is still different than B2C, consumer buying is having an impact on the expectations of buyers in the B2B world. In the future of buying, the buying process transforms from supplier or seller-led to buyer-led. And buyers expect to be known, understood, and treated as equal partners 
with open, collaborative, intuitive experiences. Open means transparent, so think about it as whether pricing or privacy policies are out there and communicated, or corporate, corporate social responsibility is clearly articulated. Connectedness means collaborative. So where are we on a set of common goals where we work together to move forward on that? And intuitive is a little bit more instinctual, so beyond basic personalization. To master this new reality, channel marketing leaders must expand their priorities to support the partner's role in addressing evolving buyer expectations. So let us begin our road to the future with a reminder about the priorities of channel marketing organizations. These are the seven critical areas of focus and execution that form the foundation of channel marketing. Priorities are a valuable starting point for the future because they put change in context and make it easier to operationalize. So the objective for today's session is to provide information for how the future of buying will impact these three out of those seven priorities. So we're going to specifically focus on channel marketing strategy, channel demand, and partner enablement. But most importantly, we are also going to establish the most critical actions to take in these areas to align with and support evolving buyer expectations. So what does our data tell us? You know that Forrester is completely data-driven. It can actually help you be prepared as you can be to survive and thrive. But it all starts with openness. Today's B2B buyer has a higher expectation of transparency for suppliers providing more and more relevant information. For most B2B organizations to meet this need for more openness, there's going to be a steep hill we need to climb. Because what the data shows us when we asked buyers what had the most impact on your purchase decision only a little more than 8% said it was actually the promise that vendors made to them based on the content that we're sharing with them, which is creating a little bit of a trust gap. So we need to provide credible messaging that resonates with what they're already hearing out there in the marketplace and what is demonstrably true, so that we can demonstrate as being true. Today's B2B buyers also have a much greater expectation for connectedness. They will expect to collaborate with you on that equal partnership on a shared set of goals and expectations throughout the relationship with you. That's a one-to-one connection, but they also expect you to be connected to everyone within their buying network. The data supports this as well. This response that I'm showing you on the screen is actually the top response to that same question I shared with you a moment ago. For B2B buyers, what had the most influence on your purchase? Probably not surprising here was your peers. Today's B2B buyers place much more value on the information that they're getting from their peers and from case studies and customer references. A really interesting thing here is they actually also value the peer-to-peer connections that you're making with them so that a supplier leads. So it doesn't have to just be what they seek out and find, but it also can be what you provide, which is very, very helpful and you need to keep into consideration for the future. Today's buyers also have a high expectation for what we're going to call intuitiveness. It's a little bit of an interesting word, um, but we chose it for a reason. It means you can navigate through an offering in a logical, intuitive, next step fashion because each next step feels like it's personalized. Each next step is a logical extension from what you've done previously. So today's buyers have that same expectation for every experience they have with you. 
whether it's an email, every webinar, every phone call. So this is an area where many B2B organizations will need to make significant improvements. When we ask B2B buyers, how would you rate the effectiveness or how intuitive is the content that your suppliers are providing you today, the numbers are not encouraging. In fact, they're going in the wrong direction. When they tell us what the content, which is core to these intuitive experiences, are telling them, they're saying it's anything but intuitive. So we've got some progress to be made. So what can we do and what actions can we take? Well, the first action channel marketing leaders must take to support the future of buying is around channel marketing strategy. So let's look deeper at channel marketing strategy and what that entails. Many B2B organizations include multiple partner types within their overall channel strategy. Partners are generally differentiated on the basis of their business model or partnership type, sort of the definitions I'm showing you on the screen. It's also around their geographic or market coverage and or maybe their expertise in supplier offerings. This is also a pivotal time for channel organizations as we continue to see a rise and expansion of new partner relationships and the formation of both formal and informal partner ecosystems. In fact, our research indicates that B2B suppliers expect to see an incredible increase across multiple partnership categories within the next 12 months. Specifically, channel organizations have reported expectations of over 30% increase in IoT or Internet of Things partners, at least a 40% increase of ISVs, IHVs, app partners, managed service providers, and cloud providers, and a 50% increase in strategic alliance partners. That is a lot of change that you need to think about and plan for. So how does that impact channel marketing strategy? The first thing I think about is open. Not just open for business, but open to new ways of doing business and open to new partners to do business with. Let's explore the buyer expectations of openness, enabling trust through transparency and the impact the future of buying has on the channel marketing strategy. Well. We have to help buyers make more informed decisions. We have to remove friction from the buyer's journey and the customer life cycle, you saw how important customers are, through an increased access to relevant information. We also help to help partners differentiate on skills and focus on some key investments. So organizations are launching partner marketplaces to help buyers buy and support buyer and purchase route to market choices. They're also helping partners differentiate on things like key innovation and customer experience through centers of excellence. Now let's look at the buyer expectations of connectedness. And again, the impact of the future of buying on channel marketing strategy. Buyers are also looking for connections and expect suppliers and their partners to work with them on that shared set of goals through the pre and post sale experience. The essence of ecosystems and marketplaces are to connect. Connect partners with partners, partners with buyers, and leverage multiple routes to market. So we're really looking at facilitating a true solution orientation that connects offerings with buyer needs. So connectedness is created through empathy and commitment to both the buyer and the customer. To focus on helping the buyer buy and make users part of that decision-making process. Remember, we heard about those case studies and, and references. We have to facilitate a more active peer-to-peer conversations. So to establish a buyer-aligned route-to-market strategy, you start by identifying new partner types aligned to business preferences 
And then you create and facilitate a route to market strategy that includes a supplier, partner, another partner, and another partner. Um, so, so facilitating multi-partner collaboration and go-to-market efforts. It's really about one plus one plus one equals five, right? Because it's a multiplying effect. The second action channel marketing leaders must take to support the future buying is around channel demand and the expansion of more personalized experiences. We heard how critically important personalization is. So channel demand is rising in importance and becoming much more strategic and critical to the organization. We're seeing this even more through the recent um, market disruption and pandemic. And according to our most recent CMO study in 2019, the number three priority influencing CMO strategy in the upcoming two years was enhancing channel and partner marketing capability. Well, the even better news was, and the trending information was two years before that in 2017, it was number four. And we were dancing in the streets that we showed up on the CMO's agenda. Well, the critical information here is on the rise. And as you see, all these cha challenges that we're talking about here relate and can be mitigated through a laser focus and channel demand. Even that last one, number four, enabling partners, we will cover when we talk about enabling partners in the next section. But it really is critical in the impact that enablement also has on demand creation on engaging and driving participation with partners. So, in addition to the growing desire for openness and more intuitive experiences from supplier and partners, channel demand strategies and programs must evolve with the changing buyer and customer expectations. So first we have to look at the buyer audiences in the channel and we have three potential classifications. We have a new buyer, which is new to the partner and the supplier. We have a partner's customer, which is an existing customer of the partner, but net new to the supplier. We have a joint customer, which is existing customer, both the supplier and the partner. And now this is critical. All too often I ask our clients, what is their growth strategy? And they talk about it being net new customer acquisition. But when I dig a little deeper and ask a couple clarifying questions, I discover that it's actually through their partner's install base, which is a very different demand program and a set of tactics. It's really about upsell, cross-sell in the channel. So for each audience, Channel marketing must develop demand programs that support highly personalized, intuitive experiences throughout the buyer's journey and support that through and extend through the customer lifecycle. Future buyers expect openness from the companies they purchase from. Buyers are looking for help in making more informed decisions. They desire less um, information that's not relevant and more information that resonates with them throughout their journey, and they want less friction in the process. We know that buyers are also looking for opportunities to try products and offerings maybe before they make that purchase decision. So we have to help those buyers make more informed decisions. We have to focus on the post-sale customer experience from the perspectives of the partner and the customer. We also have to allow the customers to try before they buy. So how do you do this? Well, let's audit channel demand content against buyer and customer information needs. Make sure it's relevant and resonates with them. Let's make sure partners have access and usability of the content. Let's help them make that content available to their buyers and customers. And then if applicable, let's extend our trial offers through our partners so that our, their buyers can also test and try before they buy. Future buyer expectations also includes the notion of intuitiveness. So buyers expect providers to know who they are, 
and what they want and every experience they have throughout the life cycle of the relationship. Demand experiences have to be contextual and personalized to that buyer. So don't force buyers to reintroduce themselves or repeat their needs and preferences. They actually expect their experience and want their experiences to flow naturally from one to the next. So establish an aligned audience-centric channel demand strategy that's aligned to your partner's go-to-market strategies. Design those programs for the entirety of the buyer's journey and that customer lifecycle. Create a shared view of buying context across partner sales and marketing teams. That's where you can really see the importance of alignment come in sales and marketing at the partner organizations. The third and final action channel marketing leaders must take to support the future of buying is revving up partner enablement. Suppliers' partner enablement strategies must keep pace with evolving needs of buyers as they look for streamlined, guided, personalized, and relevant engagement throughout the customer lifecycle. So as buyer expectations evolve, so should you as the suppliers, and they should take more of a revenue enablement mindset and approach. Revenue enablement assists all individuals who touch the buyer and customer, so it's not just the sales rep. In fact, we must understand buyer preferences and we must understand those preferences for interactions. So knowing which type of provider reps are the most impactful can help focus our enablement efforts. So the goal of revenue enablement is to create a more seamless experience for individuals and groups as they progress from buyer to customer to advocate, resulting in improved customer satisfaction and a greater likelihood that the revenue from customers will be sustainable. When we ask B2B buyers who's most impactful as part of their buying process, who's most impactful in that experience, well, you might be a little surprised to hear who that is. The number one most influential customer-facing persona is the solution specialist. And half the time buyers interacted with a customer success rep or what we consider a customer success manager. These are not typically the individuals that we think about enabling. It doesn't mean that the salesperson isn't critical or important in the buying process because they're the ones orchestrating these interactions, but it means that we have to identify those personas, create the right contact, content, and context for the buying process so that they are enabled to have the best right interaction with their buyer and with their customer. In fact, the core competencies of sales and partner enablement can be applied to a wider scope of revenue enablement, regardless of whichever functional area delivers it. So as you can see here, organizations with advanced capabilities in revenue enablement are more likely to outperform those still taking that siloed approach towards optimizing their customer's experience. And this comes from our 2020 sales and customer-facing roles survey. So it's incredibly timely. So. How do we go about making partner enablement or revenue enablement intuitive? Well, future buyers are looking for providers to demonstrate deeper buyer and customer understandings in every interaction. Not just understand every interaction, but anticipate a buyer's next step and next action or soon to be requested interaction. So you must revisit partner enablement programs and ensure buyer persona and journey level personalization informs the content, engagement, and more as part of those programs. Leverage direct investment and AI-powered technologies, too, to provide partners with the next best action recommendations. Really, you must design, develop, and optimize customer adoption, loyalty, communication, and engagement strategies 
that increase retention and reduce churn. One major takeaway here from all of this is you need to build the business case for investment in the post-sale life cycle and figure out how to measure and articulate the business impact of that investment. As we have indicated, customer and customer obsession is going to be critical, not just moving forward, but especially critical in this times of disruption and then during the pandemic. So to master this new reality, channel marketing leaders must expand their priorities to support the partner's role in addressing evolving buyer expectations. It is the duty of business leaders like you to remove barriers, establish systems, and help sales and marketing achieve alignment to maximize the value of every single lead generated. Make no mistake, alignment is worth pursuing. Typically here, I would stop and say and stay afterward in person and answer any of your questions. Um, So I invite you to please feel free to reach out to me with any questions or comments. And remember, conversations are the stepping stones to alignment, just in case you needed that little push. I'd like to thank you all for your time. It was really a pleasure kicking off what I know will be a very valuable track with some really informative sessions and some amazing speakers. I invite you to network with me and others throughout this event. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the event. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.